This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to Late Boomers. On our episode today, our special guest is Teresa Bruni, healer, international best-selling author, life transformation master practitioner, certified professional coach, and keynote speaker. And I'm Mary Elkins. Teresa is also the founder of Less Fear, More Flow and the 2020 Resilience Project. She has devoted her life to helping people break through obstacles that prevent them from living their lives to the fullest. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. It's just an honor to be here. It's a pleasure. Can you tell us about your background and how you found your calling? Yes. So um, I'll start from the middle. I was I was going through a painful I was going through a painful divorce and trying to get my feet on the ground and I became chronically ill that illness became so severe that I ended up on full disability for nine years I I handed my health over to medical science expecting them to get me well and seven years into that journey that was not happening And so I found that um, I needed to regroup and look at what was going on in my life and take a different approach. Because one thing I knew for sure was that I wanted to get well. I didn't want to live the rest of my life on disability. Mm -hmm. And so what that took was uh, to face a lot of demons and to face a lot of unresolved traumas. My childhood was especially traumatic between the ages of two and 13. And consequently, I ended up in an abusive marriage. Um, What I have come to learn is that unresolved trauma keeps us stuck in fight or flight response. And when we remain in fight or flight, our immune system gets depleted and we become chronically ill. So once I was able to face all of those demons, I'll call them demons, um, and clear up the emotional traumas that I suffered, my body was able to heal. And I've been recovered over 20 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good success story. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. And so now I give back and I teach other people what I learned on that journey. That's wonderful. So there was a lesson in it for you and all the people that you're helping. Um, Tell us about your company, Less Fear, More Flow, and also tell us about the 2020 Resilience Project. Okay, so Less Fear, More Flow was founded in 2012, and it's all about living life with less fear. 
as human beings, and a lot of people don't know this, but as human beings, we are literally hardwired toward the negative. Mm. You know, that is the fight or flight response that's, that's innate within us. And it's there to help us protect ourselves. But in today's world, we don't need to worry about dinosaurs or saber-toothed tigers. So the fight-or-flight response gets kicked on um, when we don't really need it. And so uh, my, my goal is to teach people to live with less fear and to trust the process and go with the flow. When you can relax and go with the flow, you're actually... Uh, turning on your immune response, and you're opening yourself up to miracles that, you know, the, the wonderful surprises that, that life has to offer. When you're stuck in fear, you've got a brick wall in front of you, and you're just stuck. So that's what Less Fear, More Flow is about. Now, the Resilience Journal, um, that is my, my best-selling book, The Resilience Journal, Transcending Turbulent Times Through Journaling was inspired by the pandemic. So in March of 2019, I realized that people needed a way to stay resilient as we navigated these, you know, the world got turned upside down. 2019 or 2020? 2020. Yes, thank you for the thank you for for that. Uh, I was lucky enough to um, to take a trip to Mexico at the end of 2019, and I'm so glad I did that because when 2020 came, bam, our world changed overnight, right? Yeah. So so the Resilience Journal is all about things that you can do every single day to make sure that you're that you are maintaining resilience and that includes practicing gratitude uh, reaching out to help someone that you know a lot of elderly people didn't have anyone to talk to during during the lockdowns um, there's a whole list of things in there for you to, to try to practice on a on a daily basis and then there are blank pages where you can journal your deepest thoughts and experiences. And it's based off of, um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, what is her name? She journaled during, um, uh, during the, the uh, Nazi era. Anne Frank. Thank you. Oh, it's yeah. based, it, the journal is based off of Anne Frank and how she kept herself sane by journaling. Great idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyone who it doesn't have to be the pandemic, anyone who's going through any sort of of challenging time and we all have we all experience that Mm -hmm. the the death of a loved one, financial difficulties, chronic illness, whatever the case may be, the resilience journal can be your friend. That sounds great. I need one. You have helped our listeners get it. Yeah. And you have helped people understand conscious energy. And can you explain what that is to our listeners? Absolutely. So this goes back to the less fear, more flow concept. Conscious energy is based on seven levels of energy. The bottom level, level one is victim mentality. 
And that is a mindset of life is unfair. I'll never win. So why should I even bother to try? These people tend to be very lethargic and uh, they're hopeless. And oftentimes we don't want to be around them because they're real downers. <laughs> yeah. uh, at level two, we call conflict. And these people are, as the word describes, they are in constant conflict either with others or with themselves. They don't feel good enough about themselves. They're constantly judging themselves. Um, those two levels are in the fear category. Then when we step into level three, and there are seven levels total, when we step into level three, we start to step out of the catabolic energy, which is fight or flight, and we start to step into the anabolic range, which turns on the immune response. So levels three through five are a combination of anabolic and catabolic energy. And this is where you're starting to step into your power. And then levels six and seven, they're the highest levels of energy. So those are, those are, those levels are where you go uh, when your intuition is fully turned on, uh, when life literally flows, you know, you're, you're, you're on a long trip, you're on a three mile drive and every traffic light is green because life is just flowing. Life is magical when you're at these higher levels of energy. So mm -hmm. that's what energy leadership is about. Mm -hmm. You can learn to master energy leadership so that you can catch yourself when you, when you fall into victim mentality. And we all do. We all have bad days. Um, and so it, you can learn to say, okay, I, I see what's happening here. I feel like a victim. I feel like I have no control. And that can happen pretty easily. That can happen by getting stuck in a, in a traffic jam <laughs> and, and you can't get off the highway, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have no, you have no control. So we, it happens to us all of, to all of us. It's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's just a matter of recognizing it and learning how to pull yourself out of that low lying energy, which is damaging your immune system and causing you to age more quickly. And oh. none of us want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and learning to walk yourself up the scale so that you can get your immune system turned back on. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I love that because I, I have too. this, I have this philosophy when, if I'm ever stuck in a traffic jam, I just sit there and I go, I'm so grateful. I'm not the excuse for this jam. I'm not up there in the accident. I'm back here, just sitting here resting. That's great. That's yes. great. Yeah. I'll have and to remember that. I'm just always grateful. It's not me up there. They're hauling away in the ambulance. Exactly. So I will just wait for that person and bless them and whatever. Exactly. And, and I look at it as, okay, um, a power greater than myself is slowing me down for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so, so the real key to energy leadership is looking for the opportunities. So what's the opportunity? You're stuck, right? Maybe you have a moment to call your daughter or, you know, your, your loved one. Um, 
Uh, maybe you have the opportunity to turn on an audio book. Uh, it's all about looking for the opportunities. It's all about opening your lens to seeing what is available as opposed to what's not available. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great. Um, you've been called a spiritual warrior. What is that? Yeah, so um, the word warrior is often misunderstood. It doesn't mean that I'm in battle 24-7. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a, war a warrior is more about, uh, is more like um, uh, standing up to protect and prevent the battle. So when it comes to being a spiritual warrior, it's about showing the world the power of love and how spirituality differs from religion. Religion often uh, requires rules and um, ceremonies and different types of methods uh, that we must practice or we're not a part of that religion. Mm -hmm. where spirituality is just based on pure love and that we're all connected. And it's a very, very powerful place to be. That would be level seven on the energetic mm -hmm. chart. Mm. That's great. It's making it so easy to understand. Yeah. Not, not necessarily how you get from level to level, but the concept of it is quite clear. And you've taught people how to heal themselves from chronic illness. So how do we activate our own healing response? Oh, I love this question. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, your body has an innate desire to heal. This is why when we get sick, we feel so poorly because our body is turning on all its power to get us well. It's also why it takes such a long time for someone who is terminally ill to pass because the body's never going to stop fighting to get well. So some of the techniques that, that I teach my clients are visualization. What will your life look like when you're fully recovered? Visualization is incredibly powerful. The, um, the, the Russian Olympic athletes started using visualization back in the 60s, yeah. okay? And yeah. now, now you can read about almost any athlete and they'll tell you that they visualize the outcome that they want. So we know how powerful the mind is. So visualization is, is um one of the most powerful tools I can give to a client and several types of visualization, not only what will your life look like when you get well, but let's say you have a virus. Um, you can visualize little like Pac-Men people going through your bloodstream and eating up that virus and destroying it. And it only takes a few minutes a day. It's not like you have to sit there for hours and hours. Um, turning, on the, um, turning on the healing response, another great way, an easy way to do that is laughter. Mm. There's a book by Norman Cousins. It's an old book. Um, mm -hmm. he, was a, he was a journalist. And um, the book is called Anatomy of an Illness. Oh. 
he was diagnosed with a terminal condition. He left the doctor's office, checked himself into a hotel room, rented funny movies. Back then, they probably must have been like on a reel-to-reel thing, you know, and he took massive amounts of vitamin C and he completely, he was able to completely eliminate his terminal illness. His doctors told him it was terminal. Um, Laughter is incredibly powerful. Laughter turns on the immune system. You cannot be in fight or flight and laughing at the same time. Hmm. So so that's another technique I teach to my clients. Um, Another thing we work on is the belief system. Do you really believe that you can get well? And that's a really important component, especially when medical science may have already planted the seed, such as, I'm sorry, but you only have six months to live. Yeah. So we, I call that a weed. We need to pull that weed and we need to plant the seed of hope and faith that you actually can recover. I have several modalities that I practice. Uh, I use a modality called Psyche, which, which helps us to shift limiting beliefs how do you and spell that? P S Y C H dash K. K, like mm-hmm. vitamin K. Yeah. P S Y C H dash K. We pronounce it Psy K. Mm-hmm. And I have several pages on my website devoted to psyche for anyone who is interested but it's a it's a very powerful modality that uh allows me to do several things with my clients first of all shift limiting subconscious limiting beliefs heal traumas then trauma keeps again as i mentioned in the very beginning of the of these this uh discussion unresolved trauma keeps you stuck in fight or flight and you don't even know it. You don't even realize that you're living in fight or flight. You're, the switch is just flipped on. So I have, I can, you know, I can work with trauma. Um, um, we also use uh, our philosophy in Psyche is that the symptoms are the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. So, so we look at symptoms as opposed to diagnosis and we work with the symptoms and we ask the body and the subconscious mind, okay, what are you trying to tell me? So again, going back to my story, my body was trying to tell me, Hey, look, you've got all this trauma, you know, you've got all this childhood trauma and this trauma from an abusive marriage that, that you need to deal with in order for your body to get well. Mm. Of course, a lot of people have no idea how to deal with that kind of trauma on their own, right? So, right. They don't even realize it. I mean, come on. Most of us, we grow up thinking that our childhood was normal. We don't, you know, we don't know that there's a different way or there could have been a different way. I mean, I was in my thirties when I, when I figured out that not everybody grew up how I, how I yeah. grew up. Oh. <laughs> I think we're all still learning we no are. matter what age we are. Yeah. Agreed. You believe, you believe in the art of surrender. What I does do. that mean? Okay. So surrender is not about giving up. 
Uh, I want to be very clear about that. People will tell you when you're chronically ill, you know, you know, don't give up. You have to fight. And especially cancer. You know, we talk, we hear about, you know, the war against cancer and don't give up the fight. And, you know, um, all those. And always the obituary always says after a long battle, battle. Cancer, That's right. always a battle. Right. So let's talk about that. So let's imagine for a moment you are a uh, military, military fighter pilot and you get shot down by the enemy, and you are captured. You have two choices. Either you surrender or they kill you. When you surrender, it's just for the moment. Surrendering allows you to release and let go and hopefully plan your escape. Okay? So surrender for me was the biggest turning point in my healing journey. When I finally said, okay, I'm here. I have to accept the fact that I'm here. I'm not a quitter. I'm highly competitive. So this was very hard for me to do. But for me, it was like being in the mall and you know, you're in this large mall that you've never been to before. And you're looking for a particular store and you can't find it. And so you come to that kiosk and on that kiosk, there's a big arrow that says you are here. Mm -hmm. That's what surrender is like. Now, once you know where you are, you can then start to plan how you're going to find your way out. Hmm. So uh, when you fight, when you're fighting against cancer, when you're fighting against your illness, when you're fighting against a job you don't like, you are burning up all of your energy and you can't heal if you're exhausted. So it's essential to surrender. Mm -hmm. I like, to, oh, I like I that as that. a starting point. Yeah. yeah. And when you work with helping to heal animals, how does the process differ from working with people? The only difference, and I, and I don't get a lot of requests to work with animals, oh, okay. uh, but, but the only difference is um, they can't talk to me. So I, I have to take a different type of a route to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. um, and but basically, Psyche is my number one tool that I would use to help an animal heal and to communicate with an animal. Yeah. Can you can you give us some ideas as to how you do it? Yeah. Yes. In a nutshell, we use muscle testing, otherwise known as applied kinesiology. Mm -hmm. Applied kinesiology was developed in the 60s by a chiropractor, and um, it's a way to communicate with the body to get pure, true information. I can do muscle testing with clients in person, and I can also do muscle testing through a process we call surrogation. So I could go into surrogation for you right now, Mary, and all the muscle testing I do would be on your behalf, not on my behalf. So that's what gives me the, my, the ability to work with my clients remotely. Okay. I go uh, into, I go into it sur surrogation. Yes. I go into surrogation. Mm -hmm. 
and um, I muscle test. And that's where I, you know, I find out, um, is it true? Is it false? Is it good for them? Is it bad for them? Um, a lot of people are familiar, uh, a, a lot of um, uh, homeopathic doctors will use muscle testing to see if a particular supplement is beneficial for the patient. So they'll have them hold it. They'll have them hold the supplement and then do the muscle testing. And if the muscle gives way, that means your body's saying, nope, this is not good for me. And if the muscle stays strong, that means, oh yeah, this is, this is good for me. So when it comes to an animal, I would go into surrogation for the animal. Can you spell and, that? Uh, S-U-R-R-I-G-A-T-I-O-N. Okay. Surrogation. Yeah. And then I would ask the questions accordingly. I'm also highly intuitive. So I would lean on my intuition as well when I'm, when I'm working with an animal. And when I'm working with my clients, I lean on my intuition as well. What so kind of animals you, have you worked with? I have not worked with a lot of animals. I worked mm -hmm. with, um, um, I've worked with a couple of dogs who were experiencing um, symptoms uh, like we weren't sure if the dog had been poisoned Ooh. or, or what was going on. So, but again, I don't get a lot of requests yeah. for probably because I don't advertise it. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. your specialty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, my question for you um, on this note is, do you actually muscle test the, the person who is the owner of the dog or the dog? The dog. Uh, and now, you know, Unless I think the dog is picking up the symptoms from the owner. And if my intuition is leading me that way, then I would say, okay, let's work on the owner because quite often our pets pick up whatever stress we're under. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talking about stress and fear and love and also how do we, listen to our own bodies that's pretty simple it might seem complicated you might be saying well i've never done that before where do i begin if you simply start paying attention let's say um let's say you have a knee ache okay so pay attention to that knee ache uh, Louise Hay has a great book. Are you ladies familiar with Louise Hay? Yes. yes. Okay. The book is You Can Heal Your Life. Mm -hmm, Plus, there's right. a, she also has a little handbook. And you can go in that book and look up your particular symptom. She'll give you the emotional root to the condition. And she'll give you an affirmation. Mm. So I happen to know that knees mean pride and ego. Um, so if your knee is aching, you might say, well, you know, am I having an ego issue is, you know, is someone threatening my ego, um, shoulders, the body's very symbolic. So shoulders is where Atlas carried the weight of the world. Mm -hmm. So if your shoulders are hurting, you know, <laughs> what, what burdens am I carrying that might be too much for me? Um, your neck is about flexibility, seeing both sides of a problem. 
Your hands have to do with the way you're handling things. Your skin has to deal with, uh, deals with your, um, whether or not you think you're presentable and, and attractive to the world. Uh, eyes, you're not seeing clearly. So if you just take some time to really pay attention to the signals that your body is, is giving you, that'll give you some, some clues right there. If, if you can't figure it out from that, then you might want to go to Louise Hay's book or there's tons of stuff on the internet. Now, it, it can get more complicated. So let's say you are dealing with you know, a cancer diagnosis. Cancer is always about the need to forgive. Mm either forgive someone else or forgive yourself. But then we have to look at where the cancer is located and that'll give us more clues to what your body is trying to get you to pay attention to. Stress, fear, and love. So how do you incorporate the love into understanding your body also? So most of us take advantage of our bodies, not intentionally, it's just we've never been taught to really appreciate our bodies. Now, for me, um, I adore my feet because I think to myself, what would my life be like without my feet? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My feet carried me into this office today. So, and, and besides, I'm a Pisces, so my feet are, my feet are especially important to me. But um, uh, not long ago, a friend of mine uh, had a really bad cold. This was pre-COVID, so I guess maybe it was a long time ago. It was pre-COVID. She had a really bad cold, and I said, well, would you like me to walk you through a meditation? She said, I'd love it. We were, we were on the phone, and I said, the first thing I'd like you to do is focus in on your body. You know, I got her relaxed, had her take a couple of deep cleansing breaths and got her into that relaxed state. So the first thing I want you to do is thank your body for all the years it has cooperated with you. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank your legs for carrying you. And again, feet, feet are big for me. Thank your feet for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so we went through the entire process of being grateful for everything that her body had, all the ways her body had served her. And then I said, um, let's also thank your body for communicating with you that it's time for you to slow down and take care of yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing here is you're actually giving your body unconditional love. What happens to most of us when our body, when we become sick, we think our body is betraying us and it can feel that way. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm, proof. Let me tell you what, waking up every single morning for a decade feeling sick mm. is not fun. I thought my body was betraying me and I didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. The truth is my body was communicating with me and trying to get my attention. Mm. So the fear is, oh my gosh, my body's betraying me. Okay. The love is I love and honor my body and I appreciate, I appreciate it for all the things it's allowed me to do. 
taste food, see beauty, speak, sing, dance. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful affirmation. Yeah, I love that. And what would be your advice on dealing with toxic relationships? Okay, so anyone who has a, a chronic health condition needs to uh, clean up their environment. And when I say that, I'm talking about all environments. I'm talking about cleaning up your diet, cleaning up your space because clutter causes stress and cleaning oh. up. Yeah, <laughs> both of us are, both Kathy and I are very I, guilty That's of my that. number one thing that I need to do, but it's, it's not, <laughs> there's never enough time. It's low priority. Well, some people can handle it better than others. Highly sensitive people cannot take the clutter. It will wear them down. Absolutely. And then, and then, you know, the other area is to clean up those toxic relationships. And so that's a great question. So let's talk about that for a moment. Um, most of the time, if we are in toxic relationships, it's because we have poor boundaries. Yeah. We basically teach people how to treat us. And if you're a mother, you know this <laughs> because you've trained <laughs> yeah. your children how to treat you. When you decide to start cleaning up your relationships, the first step is to develop healthy boundaries. Now, I talk to my clients a lot about this. I call it the new B word. And they know when I say we're going to talk about the B word today, I'm talking about boundaries. And when you start to develop new boundaries and you decide this is what I will accept and this is what I will no longer accept, it's important for you to give people that you love the chance to make the transition. You cannot just walk into a room with a set of new boundaries and say, this is how it's going to be moving forward. You taught these people how to treat you for all these years, now it's a matter of retraining them that these are your new boundaries. And that process can take some time. And if they continue to violate your boundaries, then it's time to end that relationship and do what I call love from afar. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can still love them, but you don't have to let them in through your front door any longer. Ah, it's great advice. Yeah. Thank you. There's so much more to talk about, but what would you like our listeners' main takeaway to be today? I would love them to know that they've got far more power than they realize. And I want them to um, have faith that no matter what is going on in their life right now, and no matter how bad it may seem, there is hope and you can make changes. Oh, thank you. Our guest today on Late Boomers has been Teresa Bruni, healer, life transformation, master practitioner, professional coach, speaker, international best-selling author, and founder of Less Fear, 
More Flow and the 2020 Resilience Project. We want to remind our listeners to pick up Teresa's books, The Resilience Journal, Unsinkable Soul, and The Nurse's Pocket Guide. You can reach her at her website, TeresaBruni.com. That's T E R E S A B R U N I.com, and on LinkedIn and on YouTube. Thanks so much, Teresa. Yes, thank you. It was my honor, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. We want to remind our listeners to follow us on our Late Boomers Instagram and drop us a line at our website, lateboomers.biz, and follow me and Mary on Instagram at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins. We hope you have enjoyed and been inspired by our podcast episodes, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.